Okay, so hopefully during that huddle time, you were able to glean some information that'll help you be a better responder to your spouse's appeals. We're gonna move on to the second section, um, the second way that we are gonna look at awareness, and that is what we call intrigue and interest. Intrigue and interest. Now, of all the, the um, appeals that we make during the day to connect, there's one that is the ultimate, like the most critical, and that is our conversation at the end of our day together, where we reunite and talk about how our day has gone. Now, some people, when they walk in the door, are ready to, or when the spouse walks in the door, they're the one that's been at home maybe with children and hasn't talked to an adult all day. They're ready to just spiel and let, they just need adult connection. But sometimes the other spouse isn't ready to be you know, inundated like that right away. So one of the most <laughs> important things about this how was your day conversation is find the time that's best for both of you. Otherwise, it's not gonna be very successful at all. And it's gonna be more frustrating than if you hadn't had it at all. Um, the purpose of this coming together, this conversation of talking about how your day was, is to talk about any conflicts that you've had in your day other than in your marriage. We'll talk about that in August when we come back together. Yeah. <laughs> these, these conversations um, are about things that maybe frustrated you or uh, you were disappointed in that have to do with work or um, the budget or the kids or any, anything, extended family, anything that's really um, causing you stress, conflict, or joy, things you're excited to share, anything about your day that you want to share with your spouse, okay? So once you've found the time that's best for you, and honestly, not only could you find the time that's best for you right now at the end of May of 2015, but by June 15th, it might have to be a different time because of children and schedules. Um, college kids come home, you know, all those things. So be flexible, be willing to readdress that and say, you know, this isn't the best time. I, I know that, um, like for our son and daughter-in-law, all, all Lexi has to say when Josh comes in the door is, how was your day? And he, talk, he comes in, he's in a suit from work, he doesn't need to change. If he, she asks him that question, she better be ready to listen. And he just goes <laughs> on in detail and talks about the, the different people he met and the deals. And she's got the two little kids around her and trying to make dinner. And, and you know, I see that frustration in her and I helped her to say, just don't ask him then. Ask him when you are ready to listen. <laughs> he's going to tell you. Hello. <laughs> so um, just, I encourage you, that's, that's critical. Find a time when both of you are ready to listen. I know it's hard. I know we're tired. I know there's not a lot of time. But our marriage has got to be our number one priority after the Lord, our relationship with the Lord. Yes, before our kids. No, that sounds pretty radical, but it has to be. And we have to figure that out for our own home. Okay, so this conversation is not when we talk about conflicts between us. It's just about things that have anything to do other than our relationship. And we are suggesting, and research suggests, that this time should be between 20 to 30 minutes a day. We realize wow. that is, uh, 
actually research reveals that that is necessary, but research also reveals that most of you are spending about two to three minutes in this kind of conversation every day, not 20 to 30. Uh, so we're, we're way below the line when it comes to the, the, the amount that we really need to have. We are. And, you know, all the tech stuff, the phones where we get lost in and all that, um, TV, or, or some of us are real into, you know, fitness, and so we make sure we get that time in and stuff, and, and this just falls by the wayside. This is critical if you want to have a flourishing, thriving relationship with your spouse. Okay, so let's set the time, whether it's 20, 30, whatever. Um, ideally... Both, both of you should have a time to talk. Um, I know, girls, that's kind of a bummer. We have to give up some of our time, but <laughs> really need kind to let the bummer. guys talk. Now, I know I, sometimes the guys don't, like, you might not think there's anything you have to share. You'd be surprised at what we want to hear about. We don't care what it is. Any part of you that you can reveal to us, we want to hear. It makes us feel like we're in your heart and you're in our heart. Um, one, if you have trouble with this, yeah, especially, I, I don't like using gender things because sometimes it's not true across the board, but if one of you is not as much of a talker, not much to open up, this little game can sometimes help you, and we got it off of a movie, but it is pretty cool. And that's it's just the high lows. Just ask each other, what was your high today and what was your low? Surely we all had a high or a low. Sometimes you have to think about it. Um, it could be as silly as, you know, somebody cut you off in traffic and it really ticked you off and whatever. But, and you think that's silly. Like, why, why would my wife want to hear that? Or why would my husband want to hear, you know, whatever. Um, Ladies, is it true? Is it true as a wife that if you would want to hear that piece of information that happened in your husband's world, that he got cut off on the freeway and it really bummed him out. Would would late rate with a raised hand? How many ladies would that be a valid information? Okay, anything. 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 Okay. And here's and here's why. And maybe if you can't, if you're not relating to, no, I wouldn't really care to hear about that. Here's the thing. This is the window it opens up. It helps you understand their heart, like what's going on inside of them. If that really bummed them out, that was their low for the day. That gives you kind of a picture into what their day was like, what their makeup's like, what's going on, why they might be a little edgy right now if that just happened. You know, those are the things that we just want to know more about each other. And also, hopefully, just the one-word answer isn't the end of that conversation. Right. Um, yeah. So we can, it can open a door to a bigger conversation. Like, yeah, I got to not take time. Um, <laughs> Yeah, if, there's, if you don't know what else to talk about, that's just a way for you to get a conversation started. Well, hon, what was your high for the day? Well, for me, sometimes it's breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you down with that? Yeah. And, 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 and she might say, well, did you eat out? And I'll say, yeah, I had a great breakfast at Cracker Barrel. And then well, I go, how much did it cost? And what did you? What card did you use? No, no, no she, wouldn't do, she wouldn't do that. No, because we're going to get to that later. The purpose of this conversation isn't for that kind of stuff. Um, moving quickly through the different points. So each should take a turn, yet half the time, kind of whatever it turns into being. Don't give unsolicited advice. 
Underline it. Underline it. And I know, I know, I understand, only not because I'm a man, but because I've read so much, I understand that is how God built men. You're logical. You solve problems all day. That's what you think we want when we present something to you. We don't want, unless we say, could you help me figure this out? And I had to get that clarified with between me and Linda. It's like, please then t- say that so I know you want me to fix it. And if you don't say that, then I won't try to fix it. Because here's what, why. I, I know it's probably confusing, men. Like, why? Why don't you want us to help you figure it out? It's because when you do that to us, it feels like you're trivializing the issue. We... We, when we're sharing with you, we're not just sharing about the thing that needs fixed. We're sharing with you how we feel about the thing that needs fixed. We want you to relate to our feelings. Okay? We're gonna, as we go farther, we'll kind of illustrate that. Um, number three, show genuine interest. Make sure your eyes, you have eye contact. Um, you know, continue to make comment and into the conversation, uh-huh, yeah, okay, gotcha. Number four, communicate your understanding. Let your spouse know that you empathize. Say little things as they're talking, like, you know, what a bummer, I'd be stressed out too, or I can see why you feel that way. Those are little, they're little bridges to, to your spouse's heart. Um, even, if, even if you feel like you're not being honest, when they say, um, oh, I'm getting ahead of myself. I'm sorry. Let's, let's keep going. Number five, take your spouse's side. This is huge. Take your spouse's side. In this conversation, this one that's happening at the end of the day, when your spouse needs emotional support, take your spouse's side of the view. Everybody, view. please pay attention to this. I'm not getting on anybody. I'm just saying pay attention to this because this is a very difficult piece of what Linda's teaching here to get, to, to take the other person's side. It is so easy to miss this one. So I've just heard it in so many situations where they, well, I was just trying to help, or, well, they shouldn't have acted that way. That was inappropriate. Those kind of comments are going to cause disconnect, and they aren't turning toward. So just, just, this is an important one. Right. Don't side with the opposition, no matter if you even think the, the opposition probably is smarter, it has a better opinion. This isn't the time for that. It's not about being dishonest. Right. It's about the timing of that. If it's a huge issue, and maybe later, two days later, whatever, you can say, I think I'd like to talk to you about something. You know when you said so-and-so said that? I've been thinking about that. And, you know, and just approach it a different way. But in this conversation, that is not the time to right. give your perspective that might side with whoever else is causing the conflict. I had to learn, I really had to learn this one. I mean, this is, was a huge one to me because I'm all about improvement. That's, that's like one of my, it can be a strength. It can be such a strength. It can be a, a downfall too. And when I would do that, Tim would feel like I was correcting him. So that was huge. I also had to learn it with our adult children. There were times when, you know, as a grown woman, our daughter would make a comment about something that, you know, we're a little older, 
so we kind of see the other person's perspective. And I, I would even just say just subtle things that I thought, like, well, maybe they were having a bad day, hun. You know, but to her, I was siding with the opposition. I was negating her feelings. That is not what she needed. That's not what our spouses needed in this day, end of the day conversation. They need us to, to understand, to empathize, to say you understand, to say you're sorry that that caused them pain, to say I understand your frustration. Whatever words are natural for you, to empathize with them is critical. One of the times that I've seen this show up the most often is when one spouse is about seven years or more older than their mate. And so there's this kind of higher hierarchical idea that, oh, I'm, I'm further along, which is kind of like the same as Linda with our daughter. Uh, we have an advantage. We're older. We see things differently. And that is the wrong way to respond to those that we are in an intimate relationship with. It will not gain you any ground. It does not work. They will feel like you are being condescending instead of helpful. And in, in what we're trying to teach you here, it's about connecting. It's about emotional connection. And taking a higher road isn't going to help that connection happen. And if this is really different for you, then I'm glad you're hearing it because it would have been different for me to hear too and it would have helped my relationship with Tim and our kids if I could have w latched onto that and understood. Because I, I just felt that was being like dishonest. I just felt like, you know, well, you gotta, <laughs> if you say something, if you say, oh, I know how you understand or I feel bad that, you know, this thing happened where in my mind I'm thinking, well, it should have happened. You put it off. So you should, you know. <laughs> I'm really getting some insight into Linda's <laughs> inner workings here. <laughs> oh, dear. Anyways, um, yes. So I had to learn that this is okay because of the purpose of this conversation. The purpose of this conversation is for me to That's connect point, emotionally. Yeah with him, for him to believe that I care about his heart and what's bugging him and bothering him. Okay, um, so you're expressing a we against others attitude. You're, like you're actually siding with them if there are sides. You're with them. We're on the same team. Yeah, so whatever has caused this problem for your spouse, you're with your spouse on it, especially in this conversation. Um, during this conversation, express affection, whatever that is for you that works best, holding hands, putting your hand you know, on their shoulder. Tim likes me to put my hand in his back hip pocket. I was wondering where she was going to go with that. <laughs> <laughs> Tim likes me to put his hand, put my hand in <laughs> Look at Virgil. <laughs> uh, just that little, little, little pause there was all... Uh, <laughs> okay. Sorry, I didn't mean no, to throw you off no, there. No, I, I, everybody's probably thinking the same thing. So, anyways, so expressing affection, that just that little touch means it really does. I'm with you. On and this. not just because okay. my love language is physical no, touch, but no. because it's a it's a way to connect and say I'm I'm with you. I'm on your side. I'm on your team. Okay, and then eight is to validate their emotions, which you you're we're doing if we do this correctly. So. We're going to actually read this role play just to give you an idea um, 
of a, a couple that is not doing it the correct way. So we scripted this out. Now, we, we originally scripted this because we were actually going to have some of you come up and do these role plays, and we thought maybe that was a little too much for our first time out together. Uh, so we decided we'd be the guinea pigs, and we'd do all the role playing so you didn't have to feel awkward. So we're, we're just going to read this. And, and it's just easier for us to be able to get our point across to actually read each other's responses so you get the right point of what we're trying to do here, okay? But, but put yourself in this conversation as a husband and wife, if you could. Uh, I had another terrible meeting with Ron today. He keeps challenging me, my knowledge, and he has been going to the boss and telling him that he doubts my competence. I can't stand this guy. Oh, hon, are you sure you're not overreacting? You do have a tendency to do that. I <laughs> Exactly. I have seen him to be very constructive and reasonable, actually. Maybe you're just being a little too sensitive. This guy is out to get me. That's your paranoid streak coming out. <laughs> You've really got to try to control that. Uh, you know, j just forget it. Just forget it. That didn't help him. So the same scenario in the correct way. So we're going we're gonna to change this up and make it a little better. Oh, I had another terrible meeting with Ron today. He keeps challenging my knowledge. He's going to the boss and telling him that he doubts my competence. I can't stand this guy. I can't believe that guy. He's so critical and demeaning. What did you say? Uh, I told him he's just out to get me and that he's not going to succeed. He can make anyone become paranoid. I'm sorry he's putting you through this. I'd like to get even with him. So would I. I'm sure he's scared. I, I would too, but I think it's just better if I forget it. Just, just ignore him. Well, your, your boss knows what he's like. Everybody knows what he's like. No, that's true. He doesn't share Ron's opinions of me. Ron goes around saying everyone is incompetent but him. That's bound to backfire. I hope so, or he'll give me an ulcer. This is, this is really stressing you out. I can understand why. You know, he's given his wife an ulcer. She has an ulcer? She does. I just heard about it. Oh, man, that is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> That is awesome was not in the script. It <laughs> <laughs> was just from my heart, hon. I don't know what this is. All but right. did you see the difference? Um, there were some actual things I was doing differently. It wasn't just trying to be nice. I mean, there were actual affection, things of empathizing, things of being we against him kind of a thing. So no matter how I felt about that relationship or that guy or the boss or the job, this is my time to encourage Tim, for him to feel like we are a team together. It's not my time to teach him what he might have done wrong. So we are going to take time for another couple huddle. And there are, on your sheet for couple no huddle number two, there are two scenarios that we would like you to take time to answer. One is the husband sharing his heart. Wife, we would like you to share a good response. And number two, your wife 
um, sharing a situation that she's had that day, and then husbands, we would like you to practice this healthy response. You go ahead. 